0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck.
2: The phony virtue
0: of the
3: self-loathing oil baron named Tom Steyer. See, Tom Steyer's a real freak. He wore a plaid tie to every, every day while he was running for president. He made his money with a group called Farallon, which was an investment firm that he built along with some partners that ended up managing something like $20 billion. His share of it was 2 and a half or $2.8 billion. Funny thing about Tom Steyer, he advocated for the Marxist mafia's tax the rich, yet he never paid taxes. Tom Steyer and his wife paid an average of 16% of their income tax for an 11-year period. Yet he complained about how he wasn't paying enough taxes. Funny thing about taxes, most people don't know this who don't pay any taxes, you can actually pay whatever you want. You don't have to pay the minimum. You can pay above and beyond. You can designate. Money to specific departments. So, Tom Steyer is an eco Nazi. Well, he made his money in oil, which is my favorite part. Oh, he's like the Gettys. It's like Newsom, who all of his money comes from Getty Oil, yet he's going to run under alternative energy because Getty Oil has diversified. I wonder if uh, Phelan, Tom Steyer's company, is. And the reason we're even talking about this is because the Dimwood and Diapers is convalescing in Tom Steyer's, what they say is 15 million. Well, he bought that 12 years ago for $15 So what's it really worth? And he's convalescing because what this is, is the mafia coming together. What Joe Biden proves beyond the shadow of a doubt, we don't need a president anymore. They're useless. They're for nothing. They're an entertainment item. That's all they are, a two-bit actor. They're good for nothing. They have this office that has all power. So it's the little tiny bureaucrats that run around, his cabinet staffers, all of those Marxist children that never worked a day in their life. That's why this country is on cruise control. Now, the direction it's headed is the problem, because the direction it's headed is not good at all. In fact, S&P downgrades the U.S. credit. Again, another credit agency downgrades. This would be news if it wasn't the fact that we have a Democrat in office and everybody expects Democrats to fail. In 2007... In September two thousand seven, there was a physical run on a bank. It's an image that will always be indelibly etched on my mind. It was Northern Rock. These kind of downgrades, are we inching towards a more another electronic moment of another disruption in flows? Good morning. Hey, good morning. I mean look- Good morning. Is it doomsday? Have a nice day. Is it time for tea? I, I really can't stand the limeys. I can't stand them. That's the big question, right, Manus? I think probably it's not really an existential crisis yet, but again, more bad news for these small and mid-sized U.S. lenders, so the co-americas, the key corps, they're all being downgraded. But the big ones are all getting the business. Oh, the big conglomerates. See, this is why billionaires host political whores, because Tom Steyer will never pay taxes the way he advocates others pay. He'll never pay taxes somebody like me pays. He'll never pay taxes somebody like you pays. Tom Steyer has the political clout to never pay taxes. And by the way, I don't even believe he paid the 16% because I know he has foundations of tax avoidance, different policies. But the, the, the result of this is that our private economy gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then there becomes a competition for the corporatists to gain the favoritism of the politicians. So the other story that goes along with the S&P downgrade of the American credit system is kind of one that people should pay
4: attention to more belt-cutting measures from another bank. Exactly, Sherry.
5: I mean, the stock is down 29% this year. Compare that to the KPW Bank Index, which is down 20%. It's down more than that, and we'll get to some reasons why, but it's definitely another effort to appease investors. It's been on a sort of a belt-tightening initiatives. the statement from the spokesperson at Schwab basically saying that Schwab is taking a series of actions this year and into next year aimed at removing costs and complexity from the firm, and that that action would result...
3: Hundred Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of jobs are lost already, and will continue to be lost in the financial sector of this country. Those are the real taxpayers. So those that money goes away, and at the same time, what grows? You guessed it, government of all kinds. So when it talk, when we talk about waste, fraud, and abuse, there's none better than the city of Chicago. Once great city. Once a thriving hub of financial insurance district, now a wasteland of what used to be a successful city. But yet the government still grows and still spends.
5: We're starting off with breaking news. Chicago Public Schools releasing its proposed nine and a half billion dollar
1: budget for the 2023 school year.
6: And WGN's Jenna Barnes is joining us with the breakdown of where the money could be going. Jenna.
5: Ray and Micah, the new CPS budget plan just went live minutes ago. The district is proposing a $200 million increase. Chicago Public Schools' new $9.5 billion budget proposal reflects an 8% per student increase in school funding.
3: 8% per student increase. This is from a few months ago.
5: 8% per
3: student. But that was before the move yesterday. See, the move yesterday is what's troubling. Because now we're going to spend $30,000 per cps student and yes none of them are very few percentage of them i think it's five percent will ever read at grade level three percent will ever do math at grade level but what does that look like when the people were giving the benefits to never paid taxes here hundreds of migrant children are believed to
7: have been among those marking their first day of classes at chicago public schools today
4: volunteer groups have been working to help them and their families adjust WJ's andrea medina is live at the 12th district police station with more andrea
5: Tina and Ray volunteers with Todo Para Todos, which translates. Listen to me,
3: honey, you're not in Guadalajara. I still don't know what the hell she said, but something tells me I'm hungry and I definitely like that green salsa. I like the green, not the red, the green.
5: Leads to everything for everyone. Help migrant families staying at the 12th District Police Station on a daily basis with food, clothing and toiletries. The- Anything else? Would you
3: like anything else? We'll give you some food. We'll give you some clothing. Would you like some toiletries? You don't know what that is? Don't worry. We're going to figure it out. You take the sticky stuff and put it under your arm. In the meantime, take the stuff with the rubber on the bottom and put them on your feet. So we're picking up the tab for all this, huh?
5: Their biggest goal this evening is to provide children and teens with the proper school supplies and to enroll them in bilingual schools. Now, a short time ago, the... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What do you mean bilingual? So now
3: we got more teachers, more specialty, more money. No taxes? Nah. Where's the money going to come from? I'll bet you can guess, Squirrel. I'll bet you can. It starts with a C and ends with a D. And it was a big excuse for the government to kick out trillions of dollars.
5: Group rob backpacks in the building, and kids will be able to pick out the one they like best. Since last August, more than 11,000 miles... Pick out
3: the one you like best. My kids didn't pick out the one they like best, and I was paying for it. You'll take what I buy you. Pick out the one you like best. Why don't you go, go go to the Chevy dealer and pick up one of those phony electric cars? Those don't sell either. Pick whatever one you want.
5: Migrants have arrived in Chicago. Many were sent on buses from Texas. Those who don't have permanent housing are staying in police stations and temporary shelters. CPS has not said exactly how many migrant students have joined the district, but a spokesperson says English learners increased by more than 5,000 students last year.
3: The, the kids who were born in English-speaking houses, only 5% can read. 3% can do math. What do you think this is going to look like? But if you don't think this is a direct result of why our credit is downgraded or why our currency is downgraded, you're wrong. You need to start thinking about the result of what it's like to have Democrats make decisions. You see, they can't make a good one. They're absolute and total morons. And whenever they're in charge of something, this is the result of it.
5: They also say at least 700 English learners have been enrolled over the past month, with another thousand expected to be enrolled in the next few weeks. The group of volunteers acknowledge the importance of having a good education. They say giving the kids staying at the 12th District Police Station the right tools is yeah. a chance. To-
3: yeah, what about the American kids and all the? Ah, Why well, have the argument with the Democrats? They like cheating people because what they see in these so-called immigrants is another avenue, because each one of those kids who... We don't know the name, but we're willing to guess and we're willing to give all the stuff to each one of them results in a $30,000 tax bill to the Chicago taxpayers, each and every one of them. And who exactly is the recipient of this money? Well, you see, I like to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. All of this corruption is connected and interwoven. You heard a story about a wretched, unfortunate looking woman, young, but unfortunate looking, but full of hate, full of evil. And this is the story you heard. Now on the CBS 2 News at 4.30, a Chicago area woman is accused of threatening the lives of former President Donald Trump and his son, Barron. Now, did you hear that Chicago area woman? You heard that, right, Squirrel? It was kind of vague, though, right? Chicago area has got lots of women. I mean, I haven't done the math, but it's got to be over a million or so, although it's hard to tell lately. So let's just say two million, because I'm guessing half of them could be women, the way the women appear. However, what you have here is a CPS former teacher. Oh, but it's true. So now these—this is the example of the kind of CPS teachers we have teaching the kids. So the immigrants—the best thing we have on our side is hopefully they'll never speak English and learn how to be a hateful, wasteful, Marxist scum like this ex-Chicago teacher.
8: It was in federal court today. CBS2's Sabrina Franza was also in that courtroom. Sabrina, what did you learn? Marie, 41-year-old Tracy Marie Friorenzo was taken into custody earlier this morning. She appeared for a judge just a few moments ago who ruled her case should be handled in Florida, not in Illinois. The 41-year-old Chicago area woman is being accused of threatening to kill former President Trump and his 17-year-old son, Barron Trump. Court documents. I thought the teachers love the kids.
3: It takes a village. Why do you want to kill Barron? What did he ever do? You? Hey, you, ugly. Why do you want to kill Barron? Now, admittedly, I didn't listen to the entire story. You know why? I hate CBS. I hate these Chicago wannabe actor failed talking mannequin propagandist whores. But let's see if she ever admits that this was a CPS teacher.
8: Today, accused her of sending threatening emails from her residence in Illinois to the headmaster of an educational institution in Palm Beach County, believed to be where Barron Trump attends school. The first email sends the Secret Service claims, on May 21st. Which-
3: you know what I love about this world is they're going to try this dog in Florida, and this dog will do time in Florida. And do you want to know something about Florida? The reason I love it and I miss it tremendously. Everybody, and I mean everybody, for the most part really has a respect for not just Donald Trump, but for kids in general. And they have a contempt for government. And I mean everybody. From the poor to the rich have contempt for government. So when this dog-faced mule gets to a Florida prison, something tells me she's going to get what she deserves.
8: Reads in part, quote, I will state that I will shoot Donald Trump Sr. and Barron Trump straight in the face at any opportunity I get. And...
3: Now here's the good news for Donald Trump and Barron. She's a CPS Teacher, So there's a very good chance she can't read and doesn't know which end of the gun is dangerous. There's a really good chance because they're basically Marxist morons and have never done anything in their miserable lives. In fact, I'll bet you that Tracy Marie has never even fired a gun.
8: Quote. the second email written on June 5th, again, to the same headmaster reading in part, quote, I'm going to slam a bullet into Baron Trump's head with his father. And then she says in all caps in self-defense, end quote, in early June in Chicago, the secret Sur-
3: self-defense. Now, I believe they're having problem getting her down to Florida. I'll take her. I'll take I'll give her a ride. I'll pick her up when you want to go. Do you want to go tomorrow? I'll pick her up tomorrow
8: field office contacted Fiorenza to schedule an interview about all of this, which she sat for and allegedly admitted to, we're told, having intentionally written those emails from her home in Plainfield, Illinois. And her next court date is scheduled for the 23rd of this month, where the judge will rule how exactly she will get from Chicago to Florida to finish out this trial. I'll take her. Trial. I got now, her. Live in federal court, Sabrina Franza, CBS. Scroll tunes. work on
3: that, see if we could come the terms on a time. I'll pick her up in the morning or in the afternoon. I'm flexible.
8: Um, But the reality is, that's a
3: CPS teacher. Never mentioned in Chicago news. Never mentioned. But what that is, is kind of a window. How many other CPS teachers are cheering that on? See, because if it's one thing you know about gangsters, they're really evil scum. And when it comes to their opposition, they don't want their scam to end. And now that they have a brand new way to continue growth in perpetuity. They're very excited, and they don't want to disrupt the scam.
5: To help them start the school year on the right foot. All the kids
3: who They're going to start the year on the right foot. And that reminded me of a story just eight
9: months old. An ex-Northside Chicago public school principal faces federal charges tonight accused of stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars and using her own employees as part of her scam. So what
3: happens when you say... Little, uh, little, uh, I don't know, what's a good name for a kid? Little Speedy. Little Speedy and Slowpoke. They picked the ones that they liked. Well, which ones did they like? 75 of them. And we have to reimburse them. Who are we going to reimburse? Me. I stopped off at Walgreens. There isn't any Walgreens because the gang-banging, degenerate, gangster disciples that used to be CPS students closed it down. All right, then I had to stop in the suburbs. One scam after the next scam after the next scam. All in the name of virtue. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred
0: marxists socialists and communists are not welcome on the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer
3: there's a couple of reasons you should be really upset about this. Not just because so many of the CPS hierarchy are just rat thieves who can't talk or speak or read or teach anybody else how to do it.
1: You'll constantly kind of hear about politicians stealing money and you hear about the principal stealing money.
9: That's even worse. 57-year-old Sarah Jackson Abdelal, former principal of Brenneman Elementary, was arrested this morning and charged with 10 counts of wire fraud. Fa-
3: That's just the one you caught. I always kind of think about how many you never caught. But there's another reason it's important to uh, focus on this. See, once the kids, whether they're citizens or illegals, once they get into the school system, they're taught to be not just willing slaves, but loyal slaves who are preaching constant Marxism all the way through college. One Atlanta college is
0: now reinstating a mask mandate.
8: Yeah, so this is Morris Brown College announcing this decision on its Instagram account Sunday
0: evening
3: college with an instagram account they'll they'll teach him how to cheer for the vaccine even though it's killing people they'll teach him to cheer for masks even though it does nothing except make people eat around dr awardee when she's wearing one you don't want to look at that kisser when she's eating especially if she's unmasked however there's an entire other agenda happening right before our eyes in the school Uh Know what this is they're showing the kids a uh, video on on not just homosexuality but kind of the particulars as it would be you know let's just call them the Ka- Kamala Harris specialties of homosexuality and these are kids in high school and they don't like it now listen to the teacher squirrel
2: wow oh,
4: a saturday school for next year so knock it off
3: okay so the little girl asks why are you showing this to us in school and she says if you're if you're going to be inappropriate you'll do all saturday detentions so sit there and watch the porn and enjoy it it's outrageous man best thing you could do for citizens or illegals get them out of these public schools get them out jim and lyle
0: Sean, that's outrageous. It kind of takes away from my focus. I want to keep the focus on C- CPS idiocy and file this one under I'm the mayor of Chicago and I'm a chooch. Yeah. So oh. he's been promoting He's been promoting uh, CPS and home run in pizza, having pizza for kids in CPS schools. Well, huh. it turns out yeah. they are frozen pizzas. they are boxes of frozen pizzas. And what the heck are the kids supposed to do with a box of frozen pizzas? Pizza well, hallways. they could
3: put them in the hallways of the schools that we've been paying ridiculous amounts of money for upkeep and for ridiculous uh, uh, invoices. We can't really uh, 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 do the investigations to make sure they're legitimate for plumbing and electric and the rest of it. Because if there's an invoice that comes in under $10,000, there's no questions asked. They just pay it. So the kind of money these these ghetto schools cost us, they've never put air conditioning in. So I think he may be ahead of its ahead of his, himself here, because it's great. This way, the little kid has the frozen pizza. He can try to stay cool as he's cooking in the school, and then when it becomes <laughs> futile, he could put it in the hallway and wait for it to warm up. I think it's kind of brilliant, Jim. Stop being a half-empty kind of glass guy. Thank you very much. Terry, Dyer, Indiana.
10: Hey, Sean. Hey, I, I don't know if you, you've been listening to these uh, earnings calls from these corporate retailers. Yes, i uh, did, did you see the tally of wh- what they've got stolen from their inventory in 2021 that they're estimating
3: only in democrat areas
10: well of course well that's that's a that's a it.
3: crucially important thing you have to understand that's why you get the deserts there will be no walgreens there are no grocery stores because it's it's not uh, advantageous to stay in business where the government protects predators and thieves So, yes, that will affect things, but the people in the ghettos will somehow come out on top. They will be given more money in food stamps. They will be given more money in housing, and then they will have to be relocated to areas they haven't chased out the particular stores yet. So this is a problem that the government is never interested in solving. In fact, it's why they promote chaos, because this, this is where their bread is buttered, for lack of a better phrase. But it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. What you'll really see... My prediction, Terry, is it, within the next 18 months, a tremendous amount of businesses that you thought were beyond bankruptcy will be filing bankruptcy. Bed, bath, and yes, beyond, sir. they learn nothing from it. Nothing.
2: And
10: yes, sir. You're absolutely correct. So anyways, just so you're listening, the total for theft of retailers in the United States in 2021 was $94.5 billion, with a B, dollars. Wow.
3: You know what the sad part is? That's still less money than we gave to the Ukrainian oligarchs who bribed Joe Biden. So if you look at it that way, you know, you too, you too, Terry, you could be a glasses half half uh, empty guy. You could be. You got to start thinking like a Democrat's in charge because we all expect them to lie, cheat, and steal. It's kind of on their card. 312-642-5600.
0: He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
3: So when you think about what this country has been subjected to after the most obvious election theft in in its history, the controlled demolition of the quality of our life, but more importantly, the destruction of the principles of the nation. And you realize what's happened since the last year of Trump's administration and how the course of our lives has been forever changed. The government stole three years out of the vast majority of the Americans' lives that didn't move to Florida. And the ones that did faced other obstacles, watching their friends and family back in the areas of Democrat fascism wallow and waste away. I went to a funeral today, and that's what I thought about during the ceremony. That this particular friend of mine, who I loved, wonderful guy, and his brother is a close friend of mine, and I, I, I sat there and thought to myself, it was a, it was a very interesting mass. It was a Orthodox religion I had never seen. It was, you know, fascinating. But, and I just thought about the last three years of this man's life and all of our lives, and it's infuriating, and you can never get it back. And what's happening to us daily, is really kind of the beginning. By the time this imbecile this dimwit this fraud this election thief is out of office we may get another one and that's the other problem there's no end in sight because we've sat idly by as this has become the norm there's a lot of news out there but this is what's most important
11: Hello, everyone. I'm a journalist with O'Keefe Media Group, and I was the one who met with Adam Seeley undercover two years ago in Atlanta, Georgia. We had discovered thousands of people registered to vote at the food closet Amaya's house, where he was the managing director. In Mr. Seely's own words, he told me that they had a couple thousand people that were using the address at Amaya's house for their voter registration. And
8: it's probably a couple thousand people that had our address registered as their mailing
2: address for their voter registration. Oh wow!
11: I can still remember back to that day. I remember that when Mr. Seely told me that, I was legitimately shocked, and I even said out loud, "Oh wow!"
3: None of this has been addressed. None of it. And that's just a rat Democrat county in Georgia. Like all the rat Democrat counties throughout the country. So am I supposed to play the game? Oh, I don't know if Trump should go to the debate. Who do you like in debate? The guy who looks like Barney Miller or you like the fat guy? Which one do you like? See, I don't want to play that game. I want to get my country back. I want to put these corrupt fascist whores in the corner and afraid. I don't want to give them any any credibility. They have none. They're bald-faced frauds and liars and thieves.
6: I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. I remember spending time at, uh, you know, uh, go, going to uh, the, uh, you know, the Tree of Life synagogue, speaking with the... Men. The fact that anybody,
3: and I mean anybody, would still call themselves a Democrat after what this traitor has done to our country shows you how futile are hoping for a fair election really is. If they're capable of allowing this traitor to rise to the most important office, you don't think they're going to steal another one?
6: So I got a, I, my first job offer where I wanted, my wife, deceased wife and I, wanted to move to Idaho because he's we, such a beautiful, beautiful... I
3: can't site. remember. Is this the one where he's Italian? So far he's Puerto Rican, he's Jewish, he's moving to Idaho. You're just a short-in-the-pants, Steven's gangster from some mobbed-up, labor-extortion, mafia-run hellhole.
6: And I interviewed for a job at Boise Cascade. I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds. He wants to tax the billionaires,
3: except for the ones he sleeps in their houses. Crooked, rat bastards. I I have no tolerance for them. I really don't. None. It's despicable and disgraceful. And then there's the other thing. What you do to the ordinary American.
5: This is the reality of the American uh, economic situation right now while you often hear this uh, White House tout that earnings are up mm-hmm. well not when you account for inflation it's gobbling everything right up under this president uh real average hourly earnings are down 2.63%. Uh,
3: the inflation if you if you adjusted equally it's 18 percent since he stole the office going into him stealing the office the economy had already been bastardized through the government fascistic reaction to a plannedemic rather than an investigation and the other result is the rest of the world knows that we're bankrupt and we're running a shell game of fraud
8: the
5: group of emerging economies known as BRICS makes up more than 40 percent of the world's population and a quarter of the global economy And more countries want to join the club, which aims to challenge a world order seen to be dominated by the U.S. and its Western allies.
3: 40%. That seems like a lot, even if you ask a CPS student.
7: Ryan and Gurney. Hey, Sean. uh, I have an idea for uh, migration. Illegals are here sitting in our uh, police precincts. Why don't we build them a city just like they're doing in north of uh, Houston and give them home there?
3: I'm sure, Brian. Uh, why do you have to build them one? I mean, you already have the Democrat ones that are being abandoned. Just let's everybody just move out. Have the government that taxes the homeowner based on an arbitrary number. Have the government give them that money, right? You said my house is worth four hundred thousand. Give me the four hundred thousand. I'll see you later. Move the whole family in here. Have it your way. But in the meantime, when the deal's over. You don't come after us anymore. Now we separate. We'll call it the Democrats-Soviet sewer states versus the regular Americans. What do you say about that? See, we don't have to build anything. They could have the ones they already ruined. Thank you very much. Oh, Kira, Indiana.
2: <laughs> Sean, you know I saw you not long ago at that funeral, but let me tell you. What I was
3: shocked that you them? knew them. I was shocked to see you there. I really was. I mean, very because wonderful you, people. You
2: ha- Sean, you have a dark tan and a pastel shirt on at a Russian funeral. And I said to my mom, <laughs> that's
3: Sean Thompson. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I go, you have to do Is this pastel that? squirrel? I don't even know what pastel is. All right, go ahead. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's like a color that is not yes. black.
3: No, right, right. Well, the Russians are big oh, on black. Okay. A lot of black, even when there's not funerals going on. Yeah. Look like Sean, the shooting of a John Wick movie with ladies with babushkas on. Go ahead.
2: I love John Wick. I love John Wick. Okay, but Sean, I I know you couldn't stay for the uh, luncheon, but let me tell you, people should live their life according to what people, what stories they will tell at a funeral luncheon, because there were a hundred stories with tears in people's eyes about Nick's life. So think of it this way. What's the reason to vote for Trump versus Biden? Let it be an ad for a funeral luncheon. What are people going to say about Biden? What are people going to say about Trump? What are people... Gotta say about you or me at a funeral luncheon. That's how you know the true character of the person. No,
3: Karen. You know I know Nick for a very long time, very long time, and his brother Pete and I are very close friends. And it's interesting. We liked each other right away, and it's a wonderful thing to experience when you realize people who leave tyranny. Understand it and they make the best Americans. And that's one thing when I was there, I was thinking to myself, these are the best Americans I've ever been in one room with. It was a fascinating thing and it's a tremendous loss. And I'm still aggravated about the fact that everybody in that room, aside from me pretty much, had their whole lives changed for three years. And none of them and none of us will ever get that time back. And in the meantime, these oligarch scum like Biden and Tom Steyer, they really made more money and became more powerful. It's a very hard pill to swallow, especially for people who left the former Soviet Union. Kira, thank you so much and your mother's beautiful. Tell her I said so. Thank you.
2: She's listening.
3: All right, thank you. Well, she heard me now. Thank you very much. And don't worry about the babushkas, I find them wonderful. Nick Bridgeport.
0: John, hey that's dreadful, terrible speech Biden gave uh, in Maui to, to calm the people's sorrows.
6: Oh, uh,
10: I
0: like it.
6: It's uh, funny. About
0: the fifteen years ago, he had a kitchen fire. He put
10: out yeah, in fifteen I got minutes.
6: Thank
0: God his yeah. nineteen sixty seven Corvette yeah. survived. Now,
6: now I know why he never went to New Palestine, yeah. Ohio. You know because there wasn't a train wreck in front of his Dupont Mansion, so he Please. could relate, You know he, he didn't have no relation there.
3: For all I know, her his wife's his trampy mistress wife's boyfriend was over and they were doing something crazy on the stove and they set the fire themselves the rats go ahead <laughs> yeah i agree all right buddy thanks yeah thank you did you ever play spatula time squirrel oh you're too young wait till you get older uh don
10: fox river grove sean you're awesome sorry about your uh the loss of your friend that no.
7: that's just that's that's yeah. hard he was a good hey, guy he was a big do, russian you know bear I, I never
3: thought he'd die go ahead
6: no what do you know about the uh, Chinese
10: influence
7: I, in our schools? I hear that they they have these companies. Are they getting into the CPS, too, or is it more just...
3: Don, do you know the Chinese the Chinese Communist Party influence with the short-in-the-pants dailies for decades? They own those short-in-the-pants wannabe half ass gangsters, even the one that can read, the bald one. They've been owning the Democrat mafia for decades. Joe Biden is like a chicklet in Don Corleone's pocket. The influence of schools. It's nothing like the influence of Washington. These communist bastards have played their cards perfectly. They own our government. 312-642-5600.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM 560, the answer.
6: When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, Credit rating downgraded way. again
3: by another credit rating agency. Bricks growing 40% shine, of the world wants to de-dollarize. Wine, and this moron who's deteriorating before our eyes is vacationing with a corporatist scumbag by the name of Tom Steyer who doesn't pay his own taxes or the share that he wants everybody else to pay.
6: Brian Chance, our senator, Senator Maisie. By the way, Maisie, what? I told my granddaughter whose name is Maisie as well. She said, Hello. that's why I like her anyway. <laughs> Thank you. But her name is Maisie as well. Yeah, he's
3: fine. Now go sniff a kid, you freak. Patricia Midlothian.
2: Hey, Sean. So the other day when we were listening to another uh, messed up uh, comments that Biden's making, you just want to slap your forehead. It's like you're... I want
3: to slap his. See, that's how you know you're from Melrose Park. I want to slap his forehead, <laughs> not my own.
2: By the I'm way, I can't, the help but, I can't help
3: but notice, what are you in some sort of like a Chevy Tahoe? That's a V8, and you're clearly making a left, aren't you?
2: I'm making a right.
3: All right, good. You can so. go on red. Don't be one of those people like the Prius where they never go on red. Right. You can turn I hate on red. I hate Priuses.
2: All but- right. But you know what, it's like, Brighton is like, you slap your forehead, it's like that old uncle or grandfather that comes up with all these weird stories and you just say, it's okay. The problem is, all these other leaders and all these other countries are seeing this. We're in trouble.
3: Yeah, I never had one of those uncles. My friend did, though. And he used to wear the same color socks as his pants, no matter what color they were, even if they were baby blue. And he would tell all these outlandish stories. And then one day we were driving past the Forest Preserve and he was pulling out. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh George at Naperville.
0: Yeah, Sean, with all that clean money going into the school system, I guess the students who attend CPS will get their eight percent increase in filth and brainwashing. Yeah. Preparing them for what? George, you remember that, that, that
3: kid who who's dead now, but he was you know, I knew him for a million years, but he was a legendary scumbag and he was a half ass plumber. And he used, to, he used to brag about how he'd go to CPS because he knew the guy. And he, he'd write the bill for 8000 9000 and they'd never check the bill. They'd just cut him a check, and he'd give him three grand back. You remember that? Not really. You don't remember that? The kid that used to be on, in, at the cigar store that I threw him out on his ear after he told us that oh, story? Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. All right, now you remember. See, you oh, got a reminder. You. Right. you remember the violence. That's how you know he's yes. from, Melrose Park, too. Thank you very much. How much time I got, Squirrel? Craig, I'm hungry Hello. with...
0: Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sure, thanks for making it. Boy,
6: you're right over the target with these scumbags. I'll tell you what, there's two things that I heard today about uh, this Republican party, the way they operate, okay? One was they're giving uh, uh what's his name? Larry Elder a hard time not letting him in the debate. That's because he's like a good guy.
1: Like in, Wait know, like a minute, a really Larry Elder guy. is
3: not in the debates, but the guy who looks like Barney Miller is? I've never seen that guy before in my life. Who's that guy? Hal Linden? Who is that guy? You know which one I'm talking about with the salt and pepper hair? I
1: never heard of this no, guy he, before
3: in my life. They got 17 morons on stage. You, out of your
1: mind? Yeah. yeah ridiculous. Okay, now, another thing that I heard, the other thing that I heard is this Adam
6: Kinzinger, he gets on there and he says that um, the reason Trump's not going to debate, uh, uh, going to the debate, is because he's uh, scared to death of, of Christie and that Christie would mop
2: up the floor with him. And I'm thinking, what is you it know, with these so called sure Republican please. rhinos? Why are they such scumbags?
3: Adam Kinzinger, who cares what Adam Kinzinger says? It's like a stripper telling you you have bad breath. Who gives a rip, Adam Kinzinger has to say. Speaking of politics and Democrats, did you hear about the song that was really should have been Hillary Clinton's theme song for her campaign? Did you hear it's not going to be on the list? Legendary song from a phenomenal band named Queen. Did you hear it, Squirrel? It's not on the list anymore. They took it off the list because they say it's offensive. I I think if Hillary would have adopted the song, much to my suggestion, she may very well be president. <gasps>
2: me home tonight oh down beside that red firelight. oh you got gonna let it all hang out fat bottom girls you make the rockin world go
10: round
3: Hillary Clinton puts that behind music behind her she's the president of the United States there's no question about it 312 or do I have a guess when I get back oh I've got a fantastic guest when I get back we'll be back After this.
0: He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck.
3: My next guest is somebody I've been fortunate enough to have interviewed at least five times, six times. She's a friend of mine now. She's also an epidemiologist and former senior healthcare advisor to President Donald Trump. She is now the executive director of Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. She is Katie Talento. Katie, how are you?
4: I'm great, Sean. Thanks for having me.
3: So you've been quite active. In fact, I have the article in front of me that you wrote for Town Hall. It's a fascinating topic, but more importantly, it's prima facie evidence as to why I know that every government policy, and I mean, everyone is intended to fail. It's within that failure lies the strength because it continues to grow. The budgets continue to get larger. The bills and the rescue plans all continue to grow. This favors the size of government, which grows to a point you can't really quantify anymore. And, The other question I really have is why can't we get at least one mainstream media, at least one, to tell the truth about health care costs? Why won't they discuss it? Why won't they discuss options? Why won't they discuss the American way to reestablish the principles of good health care that we had prior to Barack Obama winning the presidency?
4: Well, I'll tell you the reason. That's because more than half of all advertising on mainstream news outlets comes from the healthcare swamp, namely pharmaceutical industry, but others as well, like the insurance carriers. Um, I constantly see, you know, all the like, watch out for the four hour erection type ads that, um, oh, that take it easy.
3: Kamala Harris. We, don't, we already talked about Kamala Harris in the last hour. No, in the meantime, you know, Katie, the, the, the thing of it is, these are all, it's just one government failure after the next government failure after the next government failure, and it all is the greatest weapon of government itself. And, 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 and this is something that I was thinking to myself when they passed the Obamacare, that it would be pulled out. There's no way it was written to fail, to bankrupt. There's no way American people are going to sit by. And do you know, it's a funny thing, you came, I, I didn't never heard of health share ministries prior to Obamacare. But what I did hear about was in the writing of Obamacare, they had the Christian science was exempt at that time. And you go in the library, you say you're a Christian scientist, you give them your $50 and and you were exempt from the beginning stages of Obamacare. But in the meantime, what has survived and what has really thrived is your concept or your your organization and others like you that share Bills among decent people, and you get no coverage that you pay that you 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 don't pay for. And yours is the only one that's really surviving, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean, you're right that there was an exemption in law prior to the passage of Obamacare for church plans, but during Obamacare, they actually exempted members of healthcare sharing ministries from that individual tax mandate. You know how you had to pay the IRS if you didn't get insurance, so. They exempted members of healthcare sharing ministries. And so naturally, people who didn't want to be part of Obamacare, they fled to healthcare sharing ministries. Christians who who were looking for an alternative to that broken system found a solution there. And so, you know, you can't have the government can't have people fleeing the plantation. So they have to smear us and they have to come up with reasons why, you know, it's dangerous and scary for you to be part of a healthcare sharing ministry. And so of course, you know, you've got a bunch of like bloodthirsty Democrats in Colorado, you know, taking a break from figuring out new and better ways to murder babies and cut the breasts off teenagers. Uh. They went after healthcare sharing ministries last, uh, last year and passed a bill that, you know, required us to engage in a massive unconstitutional reporting scheme. Um, and so as a condition of operating in Colorado. And so then part of that bill was that they had, they, the state had to report on us and they were supposed to do it in a fair way. But of course they did not. And as soon as they issued their report, they called up PBS and their friends at Kaiser Family Foundation and ProPublica and and all their left-wing outlets. And they said, Hey, PBS, we want to tell you all the bad things about healthcare sharing ministries that we've discovered. And one of the things that they discovered, of course, was Healthcare sharing ministries actually pay less for healthcare. And they, they basically viewed that as a problem. We're yes. paying too little for healthcare. We negotiate too good, too well on our, um, on our members' behalf. So that was a problem, apparently.
3: Well, you've also exposed something that I think is crucially important. It turns out people who subscribe to certain belief structures tend to live a better life, a better quality of life. And, you know, when you're dealing with people who are in your arena, the vast majority, I mean, and there are always some, but the vast majority are not slothen, drug addict, wretches. And that's really who the healthcare system of government is geared towards. That's who really reaps the benefits. And if you have a, a philosophy where, hey, I'm very comfortable with the fact that I have to take care of myself here and nobody gets out alive, but I'm going to treat myself right, you're going to have lower healthcare costs. It turns out living like uh, everything is, is, is your entitlement and you can do whatever you want and there are no repercussions, actually lead to massive health care costs. Have you ever really broken down the difference in health care costs between religious people, non-religious people, between Democrats, between Republicans? I'd be very interested to see it because I'm well aware that the greatest problem among people on welfare in America is obesity, which leads to a tremendous amount of costs.
4: Well, I don't want to be too hard on the obese, Sean, because honestly, our big food is almost as bad as big. And so, like, you know, there is a lot going on in our food supply that is addictive and dangerous um, and and generating the obesity that we see. It's not just sort of like, you know, bad character. So I I don't want to assume that. However, I will tell you this, that um, certainly some of the biggest drivers of health costs are smoking and drinking and illegal drug use and hard living, basically, yeah. that, you know, Christians may do, I hope to God, in, in lower uh, rates. So I hope that we're not, um, you know, I hope that there's some difference in those yep. behaviors between Christians and non-Christians.
3: No, but I mean, I, there's nothing that really approaches the entire scheme of healthcare from the from the root principle. Nobody gets out alive. No matter who you are, you don't get out alive. So there should be a certain amount of, I want to participate, I don't want to participate. I'll pay, I won't pay. People need to be a little bit more in control of every aspect of it. And if you don't take care of yourself, I don't think you should be rewarded. I don't think that career drug addicts and people who have fought this battle and drinkers and the rest of it should get the kind of care they get. I really don't. Now, oh, I sounds harsh, but I'm sorry I realize what it's like to make money and throw it away, and I don't want to throw it away anymore. A vast majority of the money spent in healthcare is thrown away, in my opinion, but yet I'm forced into capitulation. So all I'm looking for is an answer that brings back the responsibility to me, and I'll pay for what my risks are. I smoke cigars. I'll pay for my risks. The insurance company doesn't have to cover me for anything smoke-related. Now, get me back to pre-Obamacare prices. And I'm good with that. But you don't have that concierge kind of system. You have the winner take all. And then there's the other people who will never go to the doctor. I'm one of those people too. I will never go to a doctor without being on a stretcher. Should I have to pay as if I'm going to turn myself in and I want to be on one of those obese diabetes commercials? I don't want to participate in that.
4: Yeah, and I mean also, I mean the the medical system is like a religious groupthink cult. So I mean it, you're right to not want to you know present yourself to the high priest in the white coat and be told lies and prescribed poison. So I mean I, I don't think that that's crazy. But there's another really important reason why Christians are fleeing the Obamacare exchanges for healthcare sharing ministries, and this is another reason why PBS <laughs> criticizes us in their in their piece, which is that. The yeah, we don't sh- we don't share in abortion, and we don't share in gender crazy, and so you know as a result we're somehow bad and you know inadequate. But that's a we that's a feature, not a bug of healthcare sharing ministries.
3: Well, you know what's funny is there's numerous documentaries right now as we speak on Netflix and Prime TV that are discussing, rightfully so, the criminality in the opioid crisis, which was really promoted by doctors. Doctors became drug Absolutely. dealers. Absolutely, right? So now in the meantime, we're all supposed to ignore the fact that society in general, Americans specifically, have paid a massive, massive cost for that. Not to mention the lives that were, were lost. And there are no repercussions except the good people, once again, stroke the check, get out your checkbook, and write commas this time. And that's the part that I'm really starting to get disgusted in. Because now I am supposed to believe this industry that so far in the last 20 years has is directly responsible to massive massive amounts of opioid addiction and by the way they all pretty much outside of maybe 10 or 15 percent promoted a vaccine that is leading to an uptick in unexplained deaths worldwide by between 18 and 24 percent and they don't want to talk about it they want to pretend it was normal so they have zero credibility they should go stand in the corner with the irs agents and this way give me my doctors who said i never bought it i'm your guy And let me be very specific who I go to for the rest of my life. So until we get a system like that, how do we pull back from Obamacare if it isn't your organization?
4: Well, that's right. And I mean, I don't I don't see any reason why anyone should want to stay in an insurance system that's so broken. I mean, I don't know why the left defends the system when even their own news outlets like Kaiser Family Foundation Health News, they find that nearly one out of every five claims for in-network services on the healthcare.gov Obamacare marketplace were denied. So, what's so great about insurance? More than half oh. of people with health insurance say they've encountered at least one problem using their coverage in just the last year. It's crazy.
3: It's a giant scam. And when you realize who profited, you then understand that's who really wrote the omnibus bill that is referred to as Obamacare. But it was really a bill meant to bankrupt uh, other insurance companies than the four that could exist in it. That, that all contributed to the same party. But more importantly, it corrals Americans into a, a phony fascism that there's very, very, they can't afford to even have you, the small group of Americans. I mean, have what? what is the amount of people that actually move forward? And I know it's growing, but it's really a small percentage when you think of the 340 million people that are in this country that we admit to.
4: So You're exactly right. You're they cannot exactly afford right.
3: for that small percentage to even be on the outside, can they?
4: Well, it, it goes back to, you know, even think about during COVID when you have one doctor who might want to do something different. That has that, no matter how small and insignificant that doctor is, and no matter how many, how few patients he has, they have to be crushed. And it's the same with us. You know, we are 1.3, 1.5 million Americans, maybe who are in healthcare sharing ministries. We are a drop in the bucket compared to the giant four Wall Street owned conglomerate insurers. And yet, just our existence, means that there is a path, there's an exit ramp off the plantation of health insurance. And that is, that is a problem that cannot be tolerated by the left.
3: You know what's else, what else I find absolutely shocking is that in these videos, which arguably were, were, came from the position of the, of the left of the country rather than the right, or it, it really exposes the fallible nature of government in the FDA, the NIH. Story broke no more than 10 days ago. Five hundred and thirty eight million dollars was paid to NIH employees in the form of, I don't know, some form of compensation from big pharma to Royalties. royalties. That's it. Royalties. That's a huge, huge scandal. Talk radio talked about it and Fox News in the middle of the night on one or two shows. And that's it. That's earth shattering, is it not?
4: It is. And, you know, Dr. Anthony Fauci is still to this day refuses to disclose the royalty payments that he has received and from whom. So it's very shady. And, you know, All these researchers and bureaucrats, you know, we talk about the revolving door being the problem that, oh, you know, when they ever leave government service, they never do. But when they do leave, they go off and work for pharma. Like, that's a big problem. That is a problem. But the bigger problem is that they're working for pharma now while they're on the taxpayer diet, too. So, you know, Anthony Fauci gets 400 grand a year in salary. Now, that's more than the president of the United States makes. How is that even possible?
3: I think that's a drop in the bucket. I can't prove it. But I think it's a drop in the bucket. I know how much real estate costs in San Francisco. I think he owns the building where his trattoria is in. Nobody talks about the fact this guy's got a $10 million asset in just that trattoria if he owns the building. I don't know if he does or not. But there's a lot of money in this kind of corruption. And this is the part I want to ask you something that I'm not sure you can even answer. And what that is is, what are the years you worked for Donald Trump?
4: Uh, from his inauguration, for his campaign and then transition the inauguration through um, middle of 2019.
3: So you missed the year where he collapsed on everything he, he, he governed on prior to COVID. Is Thank there, God. Is Thank there, God I
4: wasn't there during COVID.
3: I mean, is there any explanation? I have to say it because this is an interesting thing. If anybody could have stood up to it, it's him. He stood up to the government and many other atrocities like just the foreign policy, let's say. But why did he fold like a Democrat, like a cheap folding chair? Why did he fold that last year? Was it because he thought he'd get reelected if he showed some some capitulation to, to corruption? I don't understand that last year of his presidency. What do you think?
4: So, again, I wasn't there, so I didn't talk to him about this. But I don't know for sure. But my speculation is that, you know, he, he was soaring towards reelection before covid. He wasn't worried at all. And then this happens. The entire economy gets shut down against his better judgment. But all the experts around him are telling him that it'll be so much worse. And you have to imagine, like, can they were telling him that 2 million people, 2 million Americans were going to die from COVID if, if we didn't shut the government down and shut the economy down? And so he had to think, you know, did he want to be responsible for that kind of loss of life of Americans, but also right before his reelection? So there's both a just absolute.
2: Yeah. real no, real I,
4: consequences, but the political ones too. And I, I think he recognizes, I mean, one thing he's very good at is he recognizes what he's expert in and what he's not. And so I think he, he said, you know, listen, I'm not the expert here. I'm going to listen to these experts. That's the problem yeah. is that the experts but were a bunch of career bureaucrats.
3: The experts told him not to buy the buildings he bought when he paid top price. The expert told him not to do the ventures. He did not to buy the golf course. He never listened to the experts then. My point is at this point, Unless he, he that, addresses this. He was this. an
4: expert, Sean. He what? was an expert in that business. Yeah. So it didn't matter what the smart people said about that business. But I, in this business, I think he felt more insecure.
3: If he doesn't address this and doesn't apologize for it and doesn't admit he was wrong, I think it's a big problem. I think it's a big issue. But more importantly, I, I, I think when you look at history and you realize the breakdown of it and you realize what happened and the states and the politicians and the corruption that profited. There is no question in my mind that COVID is not from nature. It was a plan. I truly believe that. And I'm curious, is this something that a lot of people in your circles think but are afraid to say? Because I think we shouldn't be afraid to say it. This benefited corrupt government like no other foreign attack on this country could have done.
4: Yeah, and I think I think that is sort of well um. Uh, believed um, among sort of policy people. The problem that I'm seeing is that nobody really cares. They think it doesn't matter. They think, well, who cares where it came from? We need to focus on making sure this never happens again. No, we have to get to the bottom of it because there has to be consequences for this kind of global betrayal of human rights and decency around the world. But but many laws in, in the United States, much less the the rest you, of the world. S- so, you stole three
3: years from every hu- every human being on the planet. You stole three years from all of us. That's right. And there That's has right. somebody's got to pay for that.
4: There must be justice. Yeah. There must.
3: That's why, Katie Talento. I love having you on. I really do. And you can go to Health or Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. What's the website name? Is it com or org? I can't. Remember.
4: It's, it's org. It's the acronym AHCSM.org.
3: Thank you, thank you so much for the article in Town Hall and for always making yourself available. And I look forward to seeing you in a policy position because only if we have people of character who know right from wrong can we change the trajectory that we've unfortunately become accustomed to. So thank you for coming on the show.
4: My pleasure, Sean. Take care. Thank you.
3: We'll be back with your calls and comments.
0: Make money, smoke cigars and live free on the Sean Thompson show on AM 560, the answer. AM 560, the answer.
3: I can't stand when somebody ignores a problem or a failure. I hate that. If you make a mistake, we're human beings. Everybody makes mistakes. You better talk about it, and you better explain your circumstance. To have other people explain it for you is really an issue I have because nobody said anything is fair. But when you're making decisions... When it comes to governing politicians, and I don't give a rip who you are, there are certain decisions you cannot make in America. The decisions that were made as the result of COVID, now I personally believe it's absolutely man-made and it did exactly what it needed to do. But it should never have been able to because the decisions that were made were completely against the principles of this country. We are not a plaything for the fracking government. Ironically, it's the exact opposite. That's a plaything for us. You don't have the fracking power to ever make decisions for me. Ever take away my business. Tell me what I can do. What I have to put on my face. You sit in the corner and you shut up. And I don't give a rip how many experts you have that second that. You know who else had experts? Karl Marx. Oh, yeah. Mao Zedong experts. Fidel Castro, experts. You know what else has experts? The scam of eco-Nazism. And they're all fracking wrong. Every single one of them. You know who says so? Me. Because it's my life. That's what this country is supposed to be. The idea that any president had the power to shut down things. Shut your mouth. You work for me. I don't work for you. You don't tell me what I can do. And by the way, We now know beyond the shadow of any doubt, they were all wrong. Every single one of them. So do me a favor. Don't pretend that's a non-issue. It's a big issue. Now, Trump could do the exact right thing and say, I fell to the pressure. I made a mistake. Now, do me a favor. The other thing is, don't tell me that he doesn't have to do it. Because the other thing is, I don't have to play. I don't have to vote. You don't have to vote. After all, we all voted the last time, and they stole it from him. So anybody that's going to tell you to step in line and sign a pledge of loyalty, right here with your fracking loyalty. I'm only loyal to the thing none of you were loyal to, the principles of liberty and the enlightenment. And every one of these rats that told you, well, you got to do it," you got, they're all con artists, every one of them. Now, it's not a popular thing to say. See, I could do popular radio. We could do. What would you ask Trump if you wanted to ask him the question? I'm telling you what he has to answer. And if he doesn't, do you really want to play the merry-go-round of, uh there's an election. It'll all be fine. We know what happened the last time.
11: Georgia Code Title 21, Chapter 2, Article 15 makes it a crime for anyone who willfully inserts or permits to be inserted any false statement or other fraudulent entry on or in any registration card or ballots in connection with any primary or election. Just one place had thousands of addresses,
3: thousands of voters registered one one address. This is, These are the questions. Don't give up the points we're right on. Because we have a habit of doing that. Moving on. I'm not going to move on from this one. And I don't think many people are. They might not tell you because they don't have the courage. But there's a lot of people who supported Trump and are very upset about it. Candace, Mont Pleasant, Wisconsin.
2: Hi, Sean. I am so glad you brought up that point because um, I already kind of decided that I'm going after the person who will go after the WEF, the CDC, the CIA, and all that. And then it's definitely not him. And I went. I volunteered, and I think it. I think. Explained.
3: I think he could do it, but he needs to discuss this. To hide from this is yeah. a, is an act of cowardice. Yeah,
2: he's hiding from it, and it makes me sick. Yeah. And I mean, I can't stand the rah rah for him. And people, I, you know, they're like, a, somebody said this the other day. It's like a sports team. Get out of here, you people!" Who it's are like
3: so ridiculous, team. man. I mean, you, you you know, this is the part where you have to say, "Okay, well, well, these idiots are my idiots. I don't buy any of that." And there's not a one of them. That, I, I, that it would excite me to vote for him, except Trump. But only if he talks about this. Only if he yeah, talks he about this. First of all, he's the pick of the litter. There's no, there's no question about it. He's the pick of the litter. And everybody goes, oh, you you live in Florida for DeSantis. And I hired him to do a freaking job that not halfway through he doesn't want to do anymore. No, I'm sorry. I don't buy that either. Thank you very much, Candace. Yeah. You either live by principles or you're always dragged off in the quagmire of, I don't know, what do you think? I think right and wrong. Wendy, Reno, Nevada.
2: Oh, Sean, the last time I talked to you, you warned me to stay away from Democrats. Yeah. I'm trying. But the Jim Witten diapers is having his week's vacation I know. in my backyard. And
3: he's ruining the ambiance of Lake Tahoe, which I understand is magnificent. I remember from the Godfather movies. But I do think a lot of criminals like to go up there. Maybe that's why he's there.
2: Yeah, but he's staying on the Nevada side and not on his friend Gavin Newsom's California side. So my tax dollars are being sucked away with my resources for him. Why don't the Californians pick up the cab? Why is he only staying on my side? And
3: you want to know what, Wendy? I've got a sneaky suspicion you pay a higher percentage of income than Tom Steyer, the fraud corporatist pimp who is turning out his whore, Biden. Thank you very much, Wendy. See, we're talking to somebody in Nevada. We can talk about pimps and whores. The whole freaking state is built on that. Bill and Hinsdale.
10: Sean, how you doing, brother? The kneecapping is going to start, and it's going to be a long three months because neither of these men are running for president of the United States, and I'll tell you why. All right. Um, uh, Joe Biden, they don't even protect the guy anymore. They just want to see him go out and fail. And even something so trivial, like you're talking about this Steyer guy, they can't wait to say he's paying, you know, market value. This guy doesn't even have a license to rent his house out. So, you know, that's bull crap. And, you know, <laughs> he's old, he's gone. Bill, I'll, here's I'll, the I'll thing. I'll make another bet. I'll make another bet that you're not going to pay me. But I like But
3: bet, bet. What do you mean I'm not going to pay you? Did I not pay you on the last bet?
10: No, I, I don't smoke cigars. So I never got the one from the uh, Joe Manchin not signing that bill. And then when I said Hunter Biden's plea deal is going to get blown up in smoke. Uh, but let's bet some real money.
3: All right. I know you're you're a trader. Right. Money
10: talks. But what's your thoughts on neither of these men running?
3: Well, I I think Biden. I think you're right. I don't think Biden's going to make it to the finish line. There's no question about it. Trump right. Trump's right. got legal problems, right? I mean, the the reality is you're you're in a third world banana republic. They they give this guy a two hundred thousand dollar bond, and I'm guessing it really is a two million dollar bond if he had to come up with two hundred k, right? So it's a two million dollar bond because he came up with the two hundred thousand. The way I read it. Um, so that being said, can these Democrat ghetto areas uh, uh, stop him from running? That's a, that's a that's a hanging chad. You got to give me odds, but I'll lay some dough on it. What do you want to go? Want to go a nickel? You want to go a dime? What do you want to do, kid? We'll
10: do whatever. We'll, do, we'll, right. we'll talk off the air. But what, right. let me ask you one last thing. Right. If if let's say he doesn't run. Do you think he could, and I never. I said to Carlene, you'd never get me to tell you Vivek Ramaswamy. That kid could be the president of the United States. If this idiot's the president yeah, of the United but States. Yeah, but
3: did you, you understand about the pump and dump with the, with the biotech bull dung with Alzheimer's? If he had the cure for Alzheimer's, he should give it to Biden. But did you, do you do realize what he did with that <laughs> Avovant or whatever the hell name that scam company was, the Bermuda LLC? That being said, yeah, that well, silver-tongued I, devil could get a lot of support. But, you know, as we're talking, we could do all kinds of things. We could do a parlay because I definitely want to bet Biden is not running. So if you'll cover that, I'll take that. And then we do I the tri And down. we do maybe a trifecta yeah. with a round robin. We could really turn this into a fun <laughs> game, kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, this, could, this has legs. Bill in Hinsdale, uh, we got to work out the details, uh-huh. but I'm in for at least a nickel. Uh-huh. Thank you very much, kid. Uh, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hey,
0: How are you?
3: Yeah, what Good happened? Show is usual. Oh,
0: thank you. The guy who looks like Helen and his name is Doug Berman.
3: Yeah, Berman. Yeah, what's all he needs is the mustache and Wojahowitz. Doug Berman. He was. Yeah,
6: I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be the surprise. He seems
0: pretty articulate and he's got an interesting background. What Anyhow, scam
3: is he running? What's his interesting background? Is he's not one of those pump and dump from biotechs like no, Vivek, he was- Is he?
0: Well, he was a high-tech guy, but he was from North Dakota, and then he moved back to North Dakota and grew high-tech there. All right. So he's just an interesting guy. Is, I'll hear know, him out. He's problems. better
3: than all the rest that I could see now, except for, you know, and, yeah, and DeSantis thing, really irritates the hell out of me. He really does.
0: But, but it comes out, it, it doesn't matter who the <coughs> the top guy is. Or the, it, it's the horse race. It's fun to talk about. Unless yeah. they get a good house and a good uh, Senate, yeah. good yeah. candidates to win and yeah. win, It doesn't matter.
3: You know, you might be right about a horse race. Do you ever see a horse race at Maywood Park? It's going to be... Yeah, you know what they used to do? They used to drug the horses. So that that horse race was rigged, kind of like this with the election. So you might be right on the horse race. I'm still not going to get too excited about it. Tom and Blue Island.
10: Hey, Sean Ditto's brother. I I like to think I'm as big a Trump supporter as there is. Yet I'd agree with you uh, that... There at least should have been some alternate voices when he had Trump's got it. He had to know Fauci and Burks were lifelong bureaucrats. He could have gotten some other doctors. He could have gotten uh, Scott Atlas in there. He could have gotten. Do you remember uh, when
3: he ran? He he was he. They started to hit him as an anti vaxxer He started to articulate some of the vaccine concerns a lot of mothers, ironically Democrat mothers in California had. He mentioned it, then he got scared. He got brawl beat. Why, mm-hmm. why, why all of a sudden? And this was, a, was an Achilles heel for him. But he can fix it all. Just talk yep. about it. If he talks well, about know, Sean, it with Tucker Carlson, which he could do, and say, if I had yep. anything to do in my life different, it would be my last year of my presidency. You got me, babe. But you better talk. Well, you yep. better have the courage to talk about it.
10: Right. And here's, the, you know, when this all started, Sean, if you remember, I did operate operation warp speed. Hey, you and I grew up in a time when it used to take 20, 30 years for a medication to come to market because they said they had to test it for so long. So when he said operation warp speed, no, with, that was, with these vaccines. I was like, stick it in your ear. I'm not no, taking that. That's it. That, like, well, that's that.
3: that's two years. That's that rah, rah. We can get it done. Bah, 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 bah. Don't worry about the details. Well. The details seem to have led to 18 to 24% of unexplained deaths that nobody wants to talk about. 312-642-5600.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
3: Really, I'm amazed... First of all, I was amazed that this whore was even allowed to run. Everybody know what Joe Biden was—not just some two-bit crooked Democrat. Like this guy's a legit traitor. But aside from that, he's got—he's clearly sick, man. Clearly sick.
6: I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home.
3: Years. I mean, it's, it's pathological. He's
6: always has. Well, I walked other grounds because I'm so damn old I was there as well. <laughs> Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested anyway. I was appointed to the academy in 1965 by a senator who I was running against in 1972. <laughs> Never planned it that way. I was, wasn't old enough to be sworn See, now,
3: in, in the 80s, when he had his faculties, he was just a pathological liar, habitual conman. And society rejected him. But now, in the year 2023, they embrace him, no matter how bad it is. And the question is, how much longer are they going to embrace the Democrats' control of anything? We just lost, what are they going to, they're going to act like it's a shock? It's over 1,300 people that were burned. They're going to tell you, oh, I had no idea. They did have an idea. They've known all along. And this is not even discussing the
1: no water in the fire hydrants. While the official cause of the Lahaina fire has not yet been determined, the focus appears to now be centering around Hawaii's largest power utility. Surveillance video captured an explosion. Look at this. Outside the Maui Bird Conservation Center. There it goes. An independent company has now come forward with new information it says reveals dozens of power grid malfunctions, saying those equipment failures likely sparked multiple fires.
3: I'm sorry, but that 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 means it's not wildfires it's not climate change it's a democrat run power grid
1: you look at the ting data all the sensors uh, in that area 10 sensors measured at that very instant a sharp drop in voltage uh that is the actual fault occurring on the electrical grid in West Maui, CEO of Whisker Labs, Bob Marshall, who you just heard from, says there is evidence that the power grid was under tremendous stress and that there were more faults on the grid than usual at the time that this huge wildfire started. Did you say wildfire? Well, he's a
3: registered Democrat media moron. Not wild, not wild electrical fire started by a Democrat-run electrical grid. What is the... Energy Secretary have to say about it. The insider trader, Jennifer Granholm. But
8: really, to put it another way, there is no rational discussion of our energy future, which is not also about climate change. And there's no serious discussion about climate change, which is not also about energy. Let's stop
3: having Democrats run the electrical grid. I think it'll be a lot safer for mankind. We'll be back.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. Unfortunately, we live in a very
3: dangerous America. The luxuries of righteousness and right and wrong are something only older people like myself remember and my next guest. It's an interesting statistic. After World War II, there were nearly twice as many guns in households as there are today. What has changed? Character of Americans, in my opinion. My next guest has been dealing with character of Americans since he started off years and years ago as a Miami-Dade police detective, later organized crime group supervisor. He now regularly trains armed private school and house of worship personnel, as well as law enforcement. He conducts threat assessments for government agencies, schools, and houses of worship. He is the author of a new book, School Insecurity, a comprehensive guide for parents and educators on school security. Protecting your children and fostering a safe learning environment. He is Wayne Black. Wayne, thank you for joining me. How are you,
7: Sean? Thanks for having me.
3: Interesting times, huh, Wayne?
7: Crazy times. Um, we're hoping that uh, this guidebook for parents and grandparents will slow down school shootings. But as I mentioned in the book, Sean, there's a hundred percent chance we're going to have more school shootings.
3: Well, you and I have a have a share a unique luxury, and that is. We're Floridians and I am originally a Chicagoan and it's very difficult to communicate to Chicagoans and Illinoisans who are very used to incompetent fascists posing as virtuous politicians who are more willing to take away the rights of the law abiding citizen as they protect the skullduggery of the of the real provocateur or predator in our society so they use the excuses of school shooting to take away the rights of law-abiding citizens who would be the ones that stop bad people doing bad things how can you communicate this to the school boards that are primarily occupied by fascistic democrats
7: well it's good that's a tough one Um, i mentioned that in the guidebook you're right sean we're lucky to be in florida florida and texas require armed SRO, school uh, resource officers or police officers at all public schools, they require an assessment. So we have an advantage. Out west in some parts of Colorado, for example, um, the school boards and the politicians want to take guns away and police officers away from schools. So um, Mm -hmm. it's all over the map and um, the, the the results will prove them wrong. Like you say, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun.
3: And what else is fascinating is to is to move to Florida, as I did three years ago, and watch the government come on TV and warn predators that the good people have guns. And we highly recommend that if you do them harm or intend on doing them harm and break into their house, that they shoot and kill you. That if you shoot at the police, you will be killed. This is something that's fascinating to watch as a former Chicagoan. And in Chicago the most stringent gun laws in the country, and yet one of the most dangerous places in the country. This is something that you can't seem to speak truth and reason to the mindset of a willing slave voting Democrat as they continue to fail in policy. How do you kind of advise people to approach this topic?
7: Basically, I advise parents and grandparents and even educators check that school and find out at the school who is responsible for security, not some amorphous committee. Ask them who is by name, and then ask them what they're doing. And if the school is not secure, they should go move to a private school or homeschool. You only have one, one child and one life for that child. And look, we protect sporting events, don't we, and the president and everybody else. And our kids are just as important as the president of the United States. So Don't tell me. Well, we don't have a budget, or we think the kids will be scared about guns, or all that, all that malarkey that we hear from time to time.
3: You know what's fascinating is you've worked in and out of government for decades. When you see governors like ours in Illinois, as he's surrounded by security guards, as he's always been surrounded by security guards, as he is a trust fund baby to a very connected family by the name of Pritzker, and you see him demand that the people who are not wealthy just continue in in victimization of 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 the lack of access to defense weapons and to knowledge, do you become, what do you think of your years in government? Does it all seem, and I, I mean, I say this knowing your history, and you've done it uh, successfully for very good administrations on some cases, but it seems to be that it's just rotates every four years. And here we are in the year 2023, when you're practicing kind of a European fascism, and you're demanding that people that do not have the means to move, or are not rich, just have to go quietly into victimhood. What do you think of the future when you when you step back and look at it in totality of your 45 years?
7: Uh, Sean, I'm really worried about it when I see what happens. Look what happens uh, with the COVID thing and the masking, and they're going to start that up again because there's an election coming, right? Put on the mask, uh, follow, follow our orders, get on the bus, get on the train, whatever it is. what? What amazes me is that we, the majority, we do it. Nobody stands up and says, hey, wait a minute. There's no carve-out in the U.S. Constitution for a pandemic. I'm not going to wear this. I'm not going to. You, you can't lock down a church. So yeah. we saw that. It was just It was just horrific. And you know,
3: Wayne, it's such an amazing thing to see the states that did stand up and see the people and the difference in their attitude on a daily basis, as as I go back and forth, I experience it. There is a sense of, uh, of just defeatism in the Democrat areas. Yet, when you're in Florida or you're in Texas, there's a certain pride and optimism that all of this country used to have. Is that something that you think people are going to link fact and data and results against? As obviously we know the answer, it's just that we have politicians that refuse to implement it.
7: Look, I hope... I hope you're right. And I'm hopeful that that people will wake up, uh, but I'm not sure. I mean, I see that across the country as I do assessments at schools. A lot of people are in in what I call normalcy bias, or it's a form of denial. They think that it won't happen to to them. It only happens down the street or in the next state to that other school. But you know what? Then it does happen. I mean, look, it happened here in Parkland. Nobody ever dreamed about it. Um, So... But But look, you talk about Cook County in Chicago. They have a mass casualty incident every weekend.
3: (laughs) Yes, they do. And it's funny. It seems that the government constantly is looking to protect the predators in our society in Chicago. It's It's a tragedy. But the people get used to that. They get used to the failure. And then they start to demand more fascism and more oppression of their own rights. That's the part I can't figure out. And I'm... You know, this is something that as you as you see the history of failure in very strong Democrat areas, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that those people are going to come and say, we've got to change course, or you're 45 years in, in and out of government. Have you ever seen the government change course?
7: N- not, n- not a hard right. It's like trying to turn an aircraft carrier at a high rate of speed. You know, I think it's going to be... It's going to be difficult, and you know we look at the storms out in California. I'm sure you're following that. Yeah. Um. Just, just think with all that rain, they're going to have to recover and replace uh, all the human feces and the needles on those streets. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll be able to do that. The other thing,
3: Wayne, is you spent <laughs> a, a, you spent a lot of your life as a detective. When you see these school shootings, we had one here in, in, in outside of Chicago in Highland Park. The guy was dressed like a woman. He has uh, music videos where he raps, and one day he's a fella, and the next day he's not a fella. He's a man. He's a woman. He's got the purple hair. When you see the connection in Tennessee, once again, a transvestite, and you see that the government, police, uh, uh, detectives have the man, or the uh, the documentation, the diary of this of this buffoon. Yet they refuse to release it. They call it a manifesto, but I don't think he's smart enough to have a manifesto. Um, do you do you start to say as a detective? The government is acting more like the organized crime syndicates I used to investigate and less like the government I used to represent when I was a detective. Are you starting to get suspicious of the government in general when you see that they are protecting the public from knowledge of who these shooters really are and how it boils down to a
7: pattern we might be able to
3: keep an eye out for?
7: Well, I think that's right. I pity the poor, um, honest and, and legitimate detectives. In that, like in Tennessee, they want to release that manifesto or whatever that is, but politics are keeping it down. There's no reason not to release it. But I see an increase in in uh, trans-violent activity, too, and that's not something that the mainstream media wants to talk about.
3: Uvalde and Parkland share something that's disgraceful on this nation, and that's the idea that law enforcement was going to protect us. There is no given that just because somebody has a uniform on, they're going to protect us. In both cases, it's shocking when you read the detail, the minutes that went by as law enforcement officer on one case, officers on the other case. Is that something that that, that law enforcement and your, your, your old law enforcement is talking about, vowing never to happen again? Because that's more evidence that individuals need weapons as you can't count on law enforcement
7: writ large yeah that all changed after columbine you know when they before columbine it was wait get stacked up wait for a swat team and that all changed and then it it was you know rehashed again after parkland but that uvalde thing was just incredible the way that rolled out um it was fight flight or freeze and a lot of those guys froze because they probably didn't have the training the muscle memory and things like that remember it's over an hour yeah. Um, and parents were break parents were breaking in windows to get their kids out of adjacent classrooms. The police could have walked down two more classrooms and engaged that shooter who was two feet taller than any child through the window. Yeah. And and slowed down the killing and got in there to rescue the kids. But look, in all these shootings, a lot of a lot of the kids and and teachers bleed to death because we don't get to them quickly enough. Mm-hmm so a lot of that is we we talk about in the book being prepared you know when when seconds count the police are only minutes away so the schools really are the first responders the teachers principal and those people and they have to keep the bad guys out if a shooter gets inside a school you're in that last 5% of survival now you're a firearms
3: a, a certified firearms instructor and you regularly train security how often should a yep. citizen train is that something that should be part of his regular regular routine? And I have to say this to you because I've only moved to Florida three years ago. Prior to that, I was in Illinois, and I followed the rules. Uh, admittedly, I, I broke the rules before we were allowed to carry them because I was not going to be a willing victim. But when they came up with the FOID card, as you know, uh, Illinois came up with, I registered right away. When they came up with the license concealed carry, I went and did it right away. How often should somebody do that? And then you have to realize, when you're talking to Illinoisans, the government wants to use the the, the Second Amendment against them, and they've created red flag laws. So now you have to kind of fear your government. So before I moved to Florida, I didn't buy my ammunition in Illinois. Absolutely wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I was worried about the triggering of these, because I'm bombastic in my fight for liberty and freedom, and I recognize the mafia is no longer couple of Italian guys talking about the line of Monday Night Football. It's the Chicago Democrat Party. So what what should an Illinoisan do? How often should somebody train? And can an Illinoisan go to Indiana or Wisconsin and train with somebody such as yourself?
7: Sure they can. They they Of course they can. Look, if you're going to carry a gun, carry a gun. So you make a decision to carry it, and hopefully use your situational awareness so you don't have to use it. But to give you an example, private schools in Florida train every quarter, uh, and we certify them every quarter. Um, A lot of schools do that too. Um, Trained, past tense, doesn't work. Training in in present tense is what works. So we shoot, uh, those of us who do executive protection and and these kinds of things, shoot every week. Uh, I'm shooting the next two mornings with some security people down here, but um, when you leave the range your ability to shoot starts to degrade until the next time you go to the range. The other thing is, what kind of pistol do you buy? Do you buy buy one because the guy over the counter wants you to buy that one? Do you buy one because it's tiny and fits in your pocket? Or do you buy one that you can use to hit the targets? Most shootings occur within five yards. So so to your listeners and someone that carries a gun, what can you and your pistol do at 5 or 7 yards. Can you hit where you want to hit? Yeah. You're legally, you're legally, ethically and morally responsible for the final resting place of every bullet you fire. So, Yeah, that's I like. To think about
3: now too. I carry a 25 semi-automatic, an old gun. But I carry a 25 because I want to be able to heckle them before they die on the way out. Do you think this is a good plan? No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> you don't have to
6: answer.
3: <laughs> You don't have to answer that. But <laughs> I'm interested. I'm inter- everyone makes fun of me because it's a twenty-five, but I'm interested in your experience. I I'm looking at your Miami Dade Police detective, and then I'm looking at your later organized crime group. What were the years you were in organized crime?
7: I well, mean, I was investiga- investigating yeah. organized crime. Yes. Yeah, um, that was in in the uh, in the seventies and eighties in Miami. It was it was wild. Excellent, uh, because that's days. drug
3: money, right? Drug money built it up. Yeah. It's the flow of drug money. I'm going to ask you a question because I I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from somebody like you. Could that level of organized crime exist if government wasn't aware of it?
7: Probably not. We know that in those days the Federal Reserve, which is in Atlanta for all of Florida, um, moved more money than all the other Federal Reserves put together. So uh, if you have somebody that's leading a mayor or a state attorney or a U.S. attorney and you go after him, and I'm reminded of U.S. attorneys like Rudy Giuliani, mm-hmm. he really put a dent in in organized crime, in the, in the mafia, La Cosa Nostra, that kind of organized crime in New York, and look what he changed. And now look at it in yeah. New York. Yeah.
3: But, uh, you know, it's interesting to be in, in South Florida and you realize the level of money And you're talking about the Escobar years and you're talking about the building and the the deposits and the go fast boats and the airplanes. And I've always felt the the government specific entities was aware of it. And you were fighting a fight of futility where you were a street guy trying to do the right thing. But ultimately, there has to be somebody that knows it. And it's like now today with the cartels, you know, here in Chicago. There's never been a supply chain problem for drugs, ever. It's outrageous, the power of the street game. Can. It cannot exist, in my theory, in my mind, without the approval of specifically powerful government officials.
7: Yep, oh, I agree with you. It's a tacit approval. Here's the other thing that I'm really worried about. Look at our southern border, what used to be. We really don't have a border. No, But there are people coming over from 60 different countries millions of people and if you look at them on on television they're military age males they're coming across the border in a brand new uh, outfit <laughs> typically a jogging suit with a with yeah. an iPhone 12 yes they're from Syri- Syria, Nigeria, al-Qaeda countries they're not coming here to pick strawberries.
3: You know Wayne, what do you do when when the, when the government lost its virtue and they're willing you know, I have to I have to be suspicious of my own government. And, and that's who the culprit really is. As you know, Chicago is a sanctuary city. New York is a sanctuary city. They're building, New York is even worse than Chicago. They're building entire monster housing developments for thousands of just men all that age. That's dangerous. And, you know, you just have to believe at a certain point, this could only happen if I, A, they're either complete and total morons, which is possible if you know enough of these Democrats or B, they want it to happen,
7: and they're in on the destruction. That's the way I see it. I think the Marxism and, and those kinds of things are so, are so provocative to the current Democrats that I think they want it to happen. They can't be, look, Sean, they can't be this stupid. No. They've got to know what's going to happen. I'm I'm worried that we're going to have an, another 9-11 that's going to make the last one look like a day at the beach. Me too. These people aren't coming up. These people aren't coming here to pick strawberries. Look what happened! Thirteen. Look what thirteen people with box cutters did on 9-11. Can you imagine what these other guys are doing? You know, we leave eighty billion dollars worth of arms in yeah. Afghanistan. It's They're insane. Way on the black market. One hundred
3: thirty-eight thousand yeah. Americans die of fentanyl, and it's like we're supposed to pretend it's attached to the opioid crisis rather than the cartel strength and growth and political uh, uh infiltration of our country. I need you to come back off the bench. Come on, Wayne Black back in government. What do you say?
7: I don't know. I think I'm past that period of time. I'm enjoying uh I'm enjoying private business. I just out in Sturgis, South Dakota. Uh, yeah. South Dakota never closed, remember? Yes. And um five hundred thousand motorcycles. We we're having a ball out there. What a great governor South Dakota has.
3: Wayne, did you ever go to Chica in in the in the Miami Art Deco district? Absolutely. That's my favorite restaurant. I'm going to get your number from my producer next time I go. Dinner's on May. We got a deal?
7: You're on. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
3: Wayne Black, I appreciate you coming on. The name of the book is School Insecurity, a Comprehensive Guide for Parents and Educators and School Security, Protecting Your Children and Fostering a Safe Learning Environment. He is Wayne Black. Thank you so much for making time. I appreciate it.
7: You bet. My pleasure.
3: We'll be back with your calls and comments.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You
3: know, Squirrel, back when the kids were little and I was rolling, we like to go to Disney all the time. I I went to Disney all the time. Love it. Got involved in Disney years ago. And they, Disney had a project that was uh, actually quite successful. But it, at the time, it cost a billion dollars. It was in Hawaii. They built a Disney vacation club there. And it was a magnificent resort. And I used to, even though I was doing very well, I would tell my wife, Boy, we? it's probably going to be expensive to go there. I mean, back then, hotel rooms were very expensive. Do you know what hotel rooms are right now in uh, in Maui amid this, even during this fire? $1,000 a night. Did you know that? Do you know who stays there? FEMA employees. Why pay when you get a $1,000 a night room picked up by the people, huh, scum? And what did you give the people who were burned because of your incompetence and your corruption, if I'm kind, if I don't think downfield? And I'd wonder about how did that fire start by the electric company we now know? Why wasn't there any water in the fire hydrants? And did the police keep people in so they could be burned? What are you going to give the people that somehow survived?
5: 3,000 people so far signed up for help through the Federal Emergency Management Agency as hundreds of FEMA employees pour into the state to assist the Valley Isle.
3: Now, that's important. Hundreds of FEMA employees, hundreds, stay at a minimum of $1,000 a night. And, you know, do you think that they're not ordering room service? They're living like, a, like they were in Las Vegas, like Papa Giorgio, these rats.
5: FEMA now providing two free programs for Maui Fire. Yes,
3: the Griswolds go to Vegas. Didn't you see it? Of course you did. Gino Papa Giorgio. Papagiorgio.
5: Survivors. The first is the critical needs assistance program where survivors can apply for a one-time $700 payment. for
3: $700? That's lunch at one of the hotels. Hey, drinks are on the house. Half-ass gangsters as they spend, what, at least a 1000 a night, hundreds of them? God! What a corrupt piece of garbage! Every bureaucracy in this country is. Bob Park Forest.
6: Hey, Sean, Thank you for taking my call, sir. Number one, crime doesn't pay. Number two.
3: Oh, see, number I'm one, number one, guns, okay? number one. The government, the government cut you off because crime does pay. Are you listening to the stories? The insider trading. Nancy Pelosi's stinker, ha- stinky hammer husband. DUIs getting caught with his boyfriend beating him up over a spat and it does pay brother it does pay not to mention Mitch okay. McConnell he's worth a billion dollars never worked a day in his life got a face like aunt b
6: okay M&P shield plus that's what I carry every day concealed carry nice. that's a very good interview you had yeah. I hope a lot of people listened because that's very good information yeah um uh, uh I carry, when I drive, I carry a left-hand holster because if I have to pull from the right you know, right side, I'm tied up by the seatbelt. So I pull from the left side. I can blow from the left side, nice. driver's side, and then I can lean, and I can blow the other guy coming through up. But that's only got uh, uh, safety on the left side. The, uh, the Ruger SR9C has safety on both sides, right. so it's ambidextrous. Nice. It's it's a service weapon, you know. Now, Bob, but, just remember,
3: if uh, if in Park Forest you see a handsome guy yelling at people, calling them scallywags and scumbags, don't shoot him. I That's me, you. and I'm getting you robbed. Back, you stick up for me. I, Thank you very much. I got you. appreciate it. Mark Oaklawn.
9: John, how are you, my
3: friend? Good. How are you?
9: I'm doing good. Hey, that Wayne Black, interesting guy. Great interview. Thank you. Uh, boy, got a lot of great common sense there. You know, two things. Uh, first, I've heard that uh, uh, Alex Jones was talking about that uh, the virus is coming back, and uh, he's thinking in uh, October, November, and it's coming from Canada. And, uh, and he gets it from a pretty good source. And you know, I think he's more reputable than all these uh, uh, ABC and CNBC. I, I, you
3: know, oh, he's a, and he's, an, he's he's a, a great. He's, well, here's the thing: whether you like him or hate him, he, he has the right to say whatever he wants. But I'll tell you what: it's um. I don't agree with what he said about the shootings at Sandy Hook and all the rest of it, but to think that he had a $1.5 billion judgment against him because he said something is... Uh,
9: yeah, it's terrible.
3: That's shocking. Hey, John, I it's shocking. It I, mean, I mean, you know what? Can we go back and dig FDR out of the hole? Because this rat has taxed <laughs> every American because he said Social Security was real. Start, I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it for everybody. Go ahead.
9: Hey, one last point. You know that debate that's going to happen Thursday night. If all those candidates, if they're not calling out uh, Biden for putting uh, all, for putting Trump, you know, trying to put him in prison, that should be the first thing they should be talking about. Because I agree. you well, talk but, about stealing the election; they huh. they stole it. Now they're trying to rig the second one. One little and, correction. Uh, no, I want
3: to. I would just want and thank you for the call. One little correction. The debate I believe is tomorrow night, isn't it, Squirrel? It's tomorrow night, and we're going to be at Italian Prime. On Meacham, Chicago Prime on uh, Meacham, in Arlington Heights. I'm looking very forward to that. It's going to be wonderful. Is the event sold out, or can people come by? sold out. All right, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cream puff, Jim.
10: Yeah, hey, hey,
3: sure. do
10: Very good. Uh,
3: now you're not going right to this should... thing tomorrow. Did you buy a ticket? Because there's no way they're going to make money on your big ass. Because I think if you buy a ticket, it's all you can eat.
0: Listen, listen, Sean. Right. Is this call? Cool? Is this what? Is it golf? No,
3: no, this is for the debate. <laughs> it's, a where we to... it's a buffet. Oh, yeah. No, you can be, you'll you be like a shredder at the end of the table. Go ahead.
10: And, and, and say the Russians are up to 300,000 casualties, 18 months. Now, this war will probably go four years, and so that'll be about a million casualties.
3: Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Where are you getting those statistics from, brother? Because we can't get those stats. Where are you getting them?
10: I got, you got a special, hey, hey, I got an envoy. I got a reporter on the ground. a
1: reporter on the ground. you do? you good. Well, every, it's nice th- to th- see somebody. Every Thursday.
10: But anyway, but, but the Afghanistan, take Afghanistan. difference. They, they had 45,000 casualties lost about, it's always a third. So yeah. with 300,000 casualties, there's 300,000, 100,000 people killed outright. Same with, you know, you'll, you'll forgive me, cream puff, Rick.
3: but stats from a Chicago Democrat don't mean much. If you could do me a favor and ask your source on the on the street, why is the Bentley dealer in Kiev having record months? And where the freck is my money from this corrupt whore? Thank you very much for the call. I don't think he's right, though. I think it seems like even though Ukraine is getting all their weapons from us and we're pretending it's other countries as the Netherlands who I believe speak Dutch, are handing over F-16s with American writing on the side. Gee, you have to be Clouseau to figure that out. Where's our money? And
1: uh, I got a feeling they're getting their ass kicked. Pretty much everything that NBC News and the New York Times have told you about the war in Ukraine is a lie. The Russian army is incompetent, they claim. Ukraine is a democracy. Vladimir Putin is Hitler and he's trying to take over the world. Thankfully, the Ukrainians are winning. None of that is true. Every claim is false. The la- Absolutely right.
3: Not to mention we blew up Nord Stream 2. And we care about the environment. The existential threat to this country is treason by their in diapers that every Democrat will step and fetch and vote for. Because they want a little something extra in their pocket, don't they? The true face of greed. The lazy, sloth, socialist, Marxist Democrat.
10: Jeff and Rockford. Sean, how you doing, buddy? I haven't talked to you
6: for a while. I missed you. Well, so I'm kind of wondering, Sean, you know, we we, we can kind of come to a consensus that uh, it's going to be inevitable that we're going to have another catastrophic event similar to 9-11. So
2: well,
6: at that know. point, with the borders wide open the way they are and all the shenanigans going on, who are we going to hold responsible for that?
3: Well, maybe the Saudis. I mean, that's where the ones came by the first time, but yeah. somehow we invaded Iraq I'm sure, Jeff, we can make own, reason it at it. And I still, you know.
6: Our own government. Our so, own well, government. It was a know. very
3: controlled. Yeah. I got some I got some questions. Thank you, Jeff. But we one thing's for sure. On,
6: we, we, we spend a lot of money on intelligence. We you know. don't
3: hold any. Well, we don't know what they we spend because it's off the books. But well, we really, yeah, but if, if we want to hold people responsible, it'll be the people in this country that let us down you know the government
6: well, because i think i think the pitchforks or you know the rifles or whatever maybe they're going to have to come out at that point cuz we're getting well, kind Jeff, of fed up with
3: you believe me this government will be more than happy to crush you and uh, no, they'll do, they'll do a much better job than the the ones who are pretending to be ukrainians that are fighting right now the other thing is we don't need any of that it's in our fundamental principles that we can secede and nullify a corrupt government please take a look at convention of the states and the only real debate should be for secession, not to pretend we're going to win this time. There will be no cheating. Where exactly is that uh, that uh, clip? Oh, here we go.
11: Hello, everyone. I'm a journalist with O'Keefe Media Group, and I was the one who met with Adam Seeley undercover two years ago in Atlanta, Georgia. We had discovered thousands of people registered to vote at the food closet Amaya's house, where he was the managing director. Thousands of people at one guy's house.
3: Yeah, don't worry. It's fine. If you don't think so... Put you in jail. 312-642-5600.
0: Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer.
3: First of all, I have never supported any idea that we would pick any sides or give any money or waste any life on the former Soviet Union. At all. But if cream puff Democrat Jim was right, Why would we have to keep sending money? I mean, I know he's a Democrat. He doesn't realize he's a victim of propaganda and he cheers for his own demise like every other Democrat trapped in the formerly great city, now a ghetto and sewer. In the meantime, does anybody ask why we constantly have to give him more money and more weapons? What exactly is the death toll of Ukrainians? Everybody wants to tell me about the Russians, a number they can't really get. We can get the Ukrainian number. Have we gotten it? Uh, I, I, I don't think we have. I don't think we're even close. What I do realize this is for is for stealing our money. Here's Samantha Powers, who looks like Wendy from the Wendy's box, if she had a real eating disorder and perhaps a little drug problem.
8: One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine, but it's totally unprecedented. These, this kind of scale of investment, and we're talking in, along the lines of about fifteen billion dollars, in in a sense, cash to the mm-hmm. Ukrainian government, mm-hmm. which was famously corrupt.
5: Mm-hmm. You know, in- President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. Yeah. It was released four hundred million.
3: But in the meantime, the Russians are really getting murdered. They're taking a ban- We just need to keep sending more money. See, Democrats don't understand they're victims of thievery. They just want to get one of those
1: checks so they could sit in our apartment and pretend they're winning. Um, but they're not. Last one, especially the Ukrainian army is not winning. In fact, it's losing badly. Ukraine is being destroyed. Its population is being slaughtered. In lo- Don't worry, there will still be a Stefan Bandera the Third Reich Nazi
3: scumbag who's responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of just Polish, let alone people, Russians, and they celebrate him. It's one of the biggest holidays. We
1: call it New Year's Eve. They call it Stefan Bandera Third Reich Nazi Bastard Day. Upsided battles with a technologically superior enemy or scattered by the millions to the rest of the globe as refugees. Ukraine is running out of soldiers. As that happens, the question will inevitably arise... Who's going to replace them? Do the Ukrainian soldiers read English because they're never going to read that that Dutch? Dutch is very hard to read. If the Ukrainians can't beat Putin, who will? The answer, of course, will be us. American troops will fight the Russian army in Eastern Europe. That's most likely. And that is what Joe Biden
3: was put in office to do. Weaken America, destroy our economy, and make us weaker for the future. And that's exactly what he's delivering from a billionaire's house in Lake Tahoe. He has no idea where he is. You could have taken him to Land site, put him on a changing table, tell him he's in anywhere. He would have believed you. Hawaii, even. Ron Valparaiso. Hey,
2: hey, Sean, a
10: couple of points. Number one, I just read a report that Fauci made... $300 $300 million during
3: the pandemic. I don't know about that. Where'd you read the report from? you got to be suspicious. What we do know is we can trace back, uh, I think it's $58 million to Big Pharma and NIH employees under Fauci. Yeah. And the second point is Trump made a couple of mistakes. You're, you're absolutely
10: right. I agree with you. One, one. I think this, one of his biggest mistakes was when he got to Washington, he used those same damn bureaucrats that, that, that I, ruined the
3: country. Ron, I can't figure that out. He got famous for saying you're fired. I mean, he got Absolutely. famous for saying you're fired. He didn't really fire anybody. I wish he was pretending he but, was on the show. We would all be better off.
10: Yeah, well, I, I think you, you take advice from, from some of the people that you know that, that are already politicians.
3: Yeah, but you Ron, Ron, any investor, anybody with any character anybody that's built a business knows one thing and one thing only never take advice from people who hate you thank you very much ron and they all hate them in the meantime you know what the big the big claim of government even the soviets the trains are going to run on time here's a little story i stumbled on as i remember what joe biden first was good at stealing money for when his son sat on the board of amtrak and high-speed rail i think it's in the inflation creation bill right they call it reduction here's how it's going to turn out here in america Measure one, measure twice cut once We all uh, know that the French railways are the pride
1: of France. And, yes, there will be a lot of finger poking, won't there, from the other side of the channel today. It was all going so well, this five-year plan to improve the regional network, more spacious trains, more comfortable, better access for the disabled, get more people on the regional network. And then someone had to telephone SNCF, and you can almost imagine that conversation, can't you, to tell them that these 2,000 trains they'd ordered at a cost of $70 billion were... uh, uh, too fat. Too. Too fat.
10: Hillary Clinton national anthem. I was just a never knew
3: she would have put this behind the 2015 campaign. She'd be called El Presidente. The thigh rash that never goes away. Hillary
7: Clinton.